0: Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or... If it's even possible, I hear you and I want to help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called the personalized roadmap to teacher burnout recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery. That's going to give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to episode 35 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. If you're one of those teachers who says, I can't take a day off work because my class would fall apart, or maybe you feel like it's just not worth it to take your day because you have to prepare for a sub and then you'll fall behind on all the work that you do, or maybe you just feel guilty or pressure to not let your kids down, or even, hey, you worry about your coworkers and how there might not be enough subs. Look, I get it. I really do, but I want you to know how important it is for you to start taking your personal and mental health days. The truth is that using your benefits like taking time off can actually help reduce stress, prevent burnout, and improve your overall physical and mental health. When You're prepared and empowered to do so. In fact, using your benefits such as your sick days and your personal days to support mental and personal health can actually reduce absenteeism among us as teachers, which can have a negative impact on student learning. So it can even be preventative in nature. That's why on today's episode, I brought on Kelsey Sorensen from Wife Teacher Mommy to come chat all about teacher sick days. Seriously, we are diving into some of those mindsets that you may have that may be keeping you from using your benefits benefits. She's doing a little life coaching to help turn those mindsets around and empower you to prioritize using your benefits. And then she's wrapping it all up with spilling the tea on how you can prepare yourself for a sub like today without any stress or hassle. Kelsey Sorensen is a former third grade teacher and substitute teacher. She is now a homeschooled mom to three kids and the owner of Wife Teacher Mommy, where she and her team serve pre-K through sixth grade teachers. She is also currently working on her Life Coach certification through the Life Coach School to offer teachers the support they need now more than ever. Wife Teacher Mommy has been featured on We Are Teachers, Teachers Pay Teachers, Jane Etsy, Food Network, CBC, Fox, and NBC. Kelsey and her team have helped hundreds of thousands of educators cut down on planning time and balance the many roles in their lives with their time-saving resources, blogs, teacher life coaching program, educate and rejuvenate events, and Wife Teacher Mommy the podcast. Kelsey is addicted to Coke Zero and loves reading and listening to audiobooks. Seriously, this interview is one for the books and is going to have you ready to schedule your days. So let's go meet Kelsey. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Hey, Kelsey. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. I am super excited to really dive into our conversation today because I think it's such a huge issue with teachers who are burned out just in a really yucky part that we're dealing with in the school system right now. And I already introduced you briefly, but do you mind just kind of reintroducing yourself and share with the audience a little bit about how you started your life as Wife Teacher Mommy? Yeah, I would love to.
1: Of course, first, I would love to just say thank you for having me on the show. I'm super excited to be here and I love what you're doing. And I even just love the name of your podcast, like the resilient teacher. Like that's just like, you know, teachers need that, like, like skills. So I I love what you're doing. Um, so I started wife teacher mommy in, well, it was the very tail end of 2014, probably more so in 2015. And it was actually, so I decided to. And I'll talk about this a bit more when we start talking about burnout. But I decided to substitute teach for a while um, after I had my first child. I just felt like that was more manageable for me at the time to work part time and then didn't have to find as much child care, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I I did that and I subbed for um, probably three or four years. But while I was doing that, I I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do – I was trying to, like, make up the income, you know. I'm like a stay-at-home mom. So I was like, I'm going to do that. And then I'll start doing some stuff on TPT. And then I'm going to teach some guitar lessons. I was a little, like, all over the place. But I started making – because I was subbing, I started seeing, like, I would come into classrooms. and be like, ooh, like (laughs) – how is this supposed to last all day? You know, right? And as a former teacher, luckily I was able to make do with it um, and everything and kind of do some of my own stuff too. Um, but I totally understood because they've been in the classroom, like, okay, like, you know, these teachers, like what other job do you have to like put together plans just to not be there? You know? Right. So, exactly. Um. So I totally understood, but I was like, well, maybe I can help like kind of bridge that gap a little bit. Like um, I've been on both sides now, so I'm going to just start making some sub plans and put them on TPT. Start making those and put those on TPT, and that's really where what we became known for is our sub planning resources. And as we've grown over the last while, um, I now have an amazing team who helps me make resources and everything. And we do more than just sub plans now. We actually we did our first virtual conference earlier this year, which was a lot of fun. And we hope to have you come on next year. That would be yes. when we do it again. Yes. Support? and those are our educate and rejuvenate conferences and i am um we added coaching to our membership i hired a life coach to come in just because it's something i'm really passionate about and really helped me i'm now getting my certification so that's kind of the journey of wife teacher mommy is like so we started with sub plans that's really where we started which is what we're talking about today but now it's like okay this is all part of the whole teacher and i'm seeing how even the sub plan ties into mindset and everything so it's i feel like after what, like seven, eight years, everything is kind of clicking into place with what we're doing. So it's a
0: lot of fun. Yes. I I love that you're like taking pieces and you're learning and you're developing them over time. Like you're, mm-hmm. you've created these sub plans and then, and that's what we're talking about today, but you're also bringing in the life coaching and things like that because teachers really, really need that in terms of burnout. And right now, teachers are leaving in droves, you know, they're, they're leaving the profession that they once really, really, really loved. And I always ask teachers who come on the show about their unique experience with burnout. Like, have you ever been burned out or been <laughs> in a school where you noticed the impact of teacher burnout on the culture or any of that? If so, can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. And when I saw this question on your outline, what popped into my
1: mind was this time. So I did this research unit with my students. We were researching animals and habitats and it went really well. Like I loved that unit that we did. But because like we didn't have all the books we needed in our school library, I went, I checked out a whole bunch of them at our public library. You know how, you know, as teachers, we go above and beyond and we're like, uh, we find the resources our kids need, whether or not they're currently available at the school. So I did that. But then there was a book that went missing. And it was a like one of the more expensive books of them. Yeah. And I looked and I looked and I could not find it anywhere. And I remember and it wasn't just the book. The book was the breaking point because I was so stressed to so many things. I was just breaking down that I had to pay twenty five bucks to the library because we lost this book. Yeah. So like it was just this like moment of like and normally, you know, like that would be something like, okay, I can handle it. I could just, you know,
0: I right. mean, we do
1: not have a ton of money. <laughs> we were like a new well teachers. Couple. Um <laughs> And I, we were about to have a baby. So I was also pregnant, hormones, all that jazz. <laughs> but I'm like, that was kind of a breaking point. I'm like, okay, I am so stressed. And now, like, I was just trying to help my students. And I to pay 25 bucks for this book. That was what popped in my mind. But surprisingly, though, my biggest burnout moment was actually after leaving the classroom, doing wife, teacher, mommy. It was after I had my third child. And he, well, not he had major postpartum anxiety. I had major
0: postpartum anxiety. Yeah, uh, I've been there. I've been there. I've done yeah. that.
1: So, I mean... Three days after he was born, I was not sleeping at all. I went 36 hours without any sleep, and it wasn't because I oh wasn't sleeping. He was actually my best sleeper of the three children. It was that if I tried to lay down, my body would just jolt me awake, and it was a really scary feeling. So then it was kind of this vicious cycle of like I was scared to go to sleep because I was scared of that feeling. So then yeah. I wouldn't sleep, and then the longer I went without sleeping, the more I was just crying and overwhelmed, and eventually like the palpitations were getting so bad, I thought I was having a heart attack. I was very convinced it was a heart attack and not a panic attack. I mean, and your listeners probably won't know about this, but there was like in the TPT land where it was right when sales tax stuff was happening with that, where we had to figure that out. And Mm -hmm. I was very overwhelmed with that. And then just some things going on in my personal life and then having a baby. And it was just, you know, so it was still work related, just not teaching work related. right? Right. Um, And yeah, that was kind of my breaking point that led me to actually find life coaching and why I'm so passionate about it in the first place.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think so many teachers think, well, I'm only burned out in teaching, but like I've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast. We have things that happen in our personal lives that end up like transferring over into teaching. And so we may notice our burnout like in teaching, but in reality, it's like something that's happening within our lives. That's our home lives and our friend lives. It's like something that will pop up everywhere. Um, so that's interesting that you brought that up. I have a thought on that, though, because
1: kind yeah. of mentioned is like, you know, we're not just teachers. And as much as we try to like compartmentalize, it's like, oh, this is a teaching thing. This is a home thing. Um, I'm like a wife, a teacher, a mommy, all these different things. And mm-hmm. these problems are in these different buckets. But the thing is, like, we're just one person. So like the stress bleeds into each other. Our mindset around one thing bleeds into everything else.
0: Absolutely. So, Yeah, it's yes, absolutely. You are pitting the nail on the head. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been reading this book called Do Less by Kate Northrup. Have you read it? I've heard of it. That's one on my super long TBR. To be (laughs) so I started reading it, and she was talking about, like, in her first chapter, about how we can change like hustle culture in our world by just right, like, utilizing our benefits like sick days, personal days, and I have a lot of thoughts on that and why teachers might not use their sick days. But since we're talking about sub plans and, and why we should really be utilizing that, why do you think most teachers don't use their sick days?
1: Yeah. And it's actually a surprising. My answer is probably not what you think. Or maybe it is what you think, but not what most people think (laughs) because I know you're kind of diving into this, but I really think a lot of it goes down to mindset and like what we're thinking about taking a day off. Yeah. Yeah. and it might, and you might think like, oh, but it's because my administrator is saying things and they are putting on that pressure. And that is absolutely true. It really is what we're thinking about it. So obviously what we're seeing a lot right now. So we, you know, like I mentioned, we have our sub plans. So we're writing Facebook ads to them and we're getting comments on them from teachers. And mm-hmm. we're getting some teachers saying like, there's a sub shortage um, and like, can you get me a sub or whatever or i can't take a day off what are you thinking or even some of them are like read the room or whatever but then there are other teachers saying oh i loved these i was able to take a day off last week or whatever oh i know there's a sub shortage but i'm going to get these anyway you know stuff yeah. like that so it comes down to what you think about it all the time because if it were truly that you couldn't take a day off those other teachers wouldn't be saying oh i'm using these i took a day off I just recorded another podcast where we got like voice tips from people. And there were people taking vacations the week before the whole thing. So it's not a circumstance that you can't take a day off. It's just whether you are thinking thoughts that are leading you to feeling certain ways that are driving you to take that action of taking a day off. I kind of put together, like I mentioned, I'm working on that certification and we use this model. Have you you heard of this before? I haven't. I have not. So um, I'm going to the life coach school um, with Brooke Castillo and she has this model. It's a five step framework. Basically everything in life can fit into one of these five things. So the first is circumstances. So these are just neutral things in life that they could be proven in a court of law. Like the majority of people would agree with it. So like like, it would be proven. Um, The thought is what you think about that circumstance. And then the feeling is the sensation in your body that you feel when you're thinking that thought the actions are what you do because of the feeling that you're feeling, which create your results. So I kind of made a model of this situation of what we've seen from a bunch of our teachers. So I the circumstance it. is there are X number of subs available in our district. So that is very factual. Like you would know, yes. or there are fewer subs than there used to be, would be a right. like yes. way to say it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we know this. Um, a thought a lot of people are choosing to have about this, whether it's intentional or not. I can't take a day off because we don't have subs. And then they feel just kind of defeated. Like they don't have a choice in the matter. So the action is they don't prepare sub plans. They go to school sick. And the result is they don't take a day off. Yeah. So obviously this is a hypothetical model for a fake teacher I made up, but I'm sure some teachers are listening. They're like, oh, wait, that's me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They're Um, all raising their hands. They're all raising their hands.
1: But the reason you know that this is not like a fact that you can't take a day off is there may be a teacher down the hall who's like knows that there's X number of subs available in their district, but they're like, well, I have this many sick days and I'm using them, like not my problem. And there might be another teacher next door who, if there were a thousand subs for like a tiny district, they still wouldn't take that day off because of other reasons. Like maybe sub planning is too hard is what they're thinking. So Mm -hmm. we know that it's not the situation. It's what people are making of it. So it's super interesting.
0: um, I just love that you put that into the model too. Like, because that really gives like a clear beginning and end and how that Thought process is leading you to really feeling that way. Yeah. I love that. That is, that's amazing. I love the model. It's like changed my life completely. And it's why, like, I mean, I made a huge
1: investment to really learn it more and to be able to teach it. And It's just the best awareness tool, in my opinion, because it's not like you look at this and you're like, oh, now I could just think a different thought easily and change that. It's really awareness because you can't always just change your thoughts right away, but you can notice that it is your thoughts doing this and you can kind of start asking yourself questions to get your brain thinking. So some good questions I thought of are like, so whose responsibility is it to bear the brunt of the sub shortage? Yeah. And then with your answer, so, so then why, why is it that person's responsibility? Like if you feel like it's you, why, why do you feel like it's you? What are some ways I've earned a day off? What are some reasons that will be a for sure valid reason to take a day off? I'm sure even the person who's like, I can't take a sick day because of a shortage could come up with something for that. Yeah. And if it wasn't the sub shortage, what is another reason I'm telling myself I can't take a day off because they might be saying that's the reason, but you take that away they're still thinking that. Yes. And then if I did believe that it could take a day off, why would I think that?
0: Gosh, you're good. (laughs) You are good. Yes. And so like, obviously there's a shortage, but like, what do you think about those teachers that aren't taking their allotted sick days because of that shortage specifically? Like what, what are you thinking about that?
1: So Kelsey thoughts, like we're getting into Kelsey's model here, (laughs) Mm -hmm. is that I think teachers should not be responsible. It is not their fault. It is not something they should be taking the brunt of. And my hope and my selfish desire is that every teacher believes that they can take a day off. And I know that's a selfish desire because I can't force people to think the way that I want them to think. But that is what I ideally would
0: love them to think because I, I believe they do deserve it. I do too. I'm a huge proponent for people taking their sick days because what happened in my district is they, in South Carolina, we don't have a union. We don't have any of those things. But when I was pregnant, I had to save up my sick days to be able to use those for maternity leave. And so what happened this year was, you know, there were a lot of people pushing back. They're like, you know, I'm using up all of these sick days when For my maternity leave, then I don't have any for when my kid needs to go to the doctor. And so now I'm having to dip into. And when they started pushing back and saying, hey, I can't do this or I don't have this available because COVID, because of the flu or whatever, then they were like, hmm, we're going to offer six weeks because those teachers pushed back, because Uh those teachers said, you know what, this isn't going to work. I I don't have that. I have to use my sick days or my mental health days. And they started prioritizing that. And because they used them, the district said, oh, wow, you're going to use these benefits. So we should definitely offer this to any new parent, including um, adopted, like if you're doing an adoption. Yes. And so- I think there's real power in the way that focusing on, hey, this isn't just about me. This is about all of these other teachers who need this time too. And so if I've got that benefit, I need to be using that. So I completely 112% agree with you. (laughs) And I just love that. You all advocated for
1: yourselves. Like that's something that you do have control over. Like you can either choose, like you can't choose the circumstance, but you can choose like, okay, well, I'm going to push back on this. Or you can
0: choose like, okay, I'm just going to not take my sick days, you know? Right. I mean, I hate to even ask this question, honestly, because I think oftentimes... Teachers feel like they're responsible for fixing all of the little broken things in education right now, right? But do you think there's something that we can maybe do about the sub-shortage? Yeah, this is a tricky question. And I think,
1: I mean, I don't think that doing anything about the sub-shortage is the teacher's responsibility, honestly. I agree. That's what I think, because, but what I think teachers can honestly do that can help with this is to use their sick days because if they do allow themselves to just take on that burden and they don't take them, well, then that sends the message of, okay, well, this is working status quo, you know, yeah, a bunch of teachers are taking the day off. That's going to force like administrators and people higher up in the districts, like superintendents and whatnot to see the issue and maybe do something about it. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying, I know there are so many good administrators out there and it's not their fault either. Like it's just a super right. unfortunate situation all around. But I think that the problem is not going
0: to be solved as long as teachers just don't take their sick days. I agree. I completely agree with that. And you hit the nail on the head with that one too. And so I know we've probably all really worked to create sub plans at the last minute because like our kid is sick or just something unexpected came up. But you're like the sub tub master. So (laughs) is there anything specific that teachers can do to kind of prepare for that sub ahead of time, kind of get it ready? Yeah. I mean, I have a lot to say about this, as you know. And like, I mean, like you say, the
1: sub tub master. And I'm like, and I don't even mean that in like a selfish way or anything. But we've just, over the past eight years, we've helped like over 60,000 teachers with their sub planning. So like, okay, something we're doing is working if this many people are using it. So for me in our kind of terminology, like people can use different words and that's fine. But the way I want to explain it is that there are two different things that you'll want, two different components to your sub plans. And that is your sub plans and your sub binder. Um, So sometimes people will be like, oh, my sub binder that has their lessons in it. In our terminology, the sub binder and the plans are different. So the sub binder has... um, all the information about your class. So like classroom info, procedures, seating chart, um, schedules and plural schedules. Like, you know, if you have an early out day, you want a different schedule for that. If you have, you know, a special schedule, all of those different ones because you don't know when a sub is going to come in. And attention prompts, those are really helpful to have in your sub binder because then you can keep it as consistent as possible. Just lots of different little things like that. All the information, not actually what they're teaching, goes into the sub binder. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And then the sub plans are lesson plans clearly laid out with what you want the sub to do and the activities for the students. And we usually put these in the tub. So that's usually what the sub tub part is. Yeah. so I'll kind of break down each of those parts. So for the lesson plans, a lot of teachers, I loved when um, these were left for me. And that is why I we include them in our sub plans and why I mention it here. Because it's not just like having a pile of worksheets. I mean, you can, you can do that. Yeah. But like, if you have an actual lesson plan, like just some clear step-by-step instructions, but no more than a page since they don't have a ton of time to read it. So it's just super short and simple, but you can have like some actual teaching in there. Like subs are there because they want to teach. And whether or not, like a lot of times it's like, you know, moms who used to teach and like me, like I was like, you know, I taught, but now I want to work part time or retired teachers or people who are like, hey, I want to try this teaching thing, you know, so you Mm -hmm. can give them the opportunity because a lot of people think, oh, they're just a babysitter. They're not. They're a substitute teacher. That's part of the job description. Right. So, um having some of those step-by-step, even just having like an engaging question, like, hey, here's kind of a hook to the lesson that can get students' attention and get them engaged and still learning and just talk about things for a few minutes and then you hand out the activity. But then it's not just like handing out worksheets all day. And and that's what, you know, a lot of subs say they do like to teach. So that's why I think these are good
0: to have. And then it's more meaningful for the students. So I'm, wh- while I'm listening to you, I'm kind of thinking about, I'm like, Ow. That sounds, that sounds painful. It sounds like, you know, I got my kid. I'm just thinking about the situation. One time I had my kid throw up at like 715. I'm supposed to leave at seven. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm supposed to be at school, you know, and my kid throws up. I'm trying to think of like the easiest way to create these sub plans. You've got them. You've got yeah. them already, you've already, you've already got them made. So yeah. what are, what are some things that you have in your sub plans that are like ready to go? I don't even have to think about it. I can just be like, Kelsey's got it. Let me go <laughs> grab something from Kelsey. You know, like tell me about some of that.
1: Yeah. So what you kind of mentioned too, about like the like seven and seven 15, a big part of that is just having it already done. You're yeah. not scrambling at 7 a.m. To right. do that. so that it's already there. And a lot of people are like, well, then it wouldn't be what it was doing that day. But that's not the point. The point is that right. these are emergency sub plans. But if you plan it ahead of time, it's much better than just random worksheets or putting on a video. It can still be educational and meeting the standards, doing spiral review um when you do this ahead of time. So what we have is we have these lesson plans already written. So you don't have to do it. Like they're done. You'll want those activities that have like the actual worksheets, graphic organizers, any games, any materials that are needed all together in that tub and you're going to want to label it sub tub and have like if it's somewhere where they won't see even have like another thing that has an arrow to where they go to find it because one of the things as a sub is sometimes if they do have plans but you don't know where they are <laughs> right that's not very helpful either so we do have that label and we have even like signs with arrows in there <laughs> so you yes. can like arrows going all the different directions you can print out whichever you need and then other things that are great to include in your sub plans are like behavior management activities so in our plans we include these punch cards that you can kind of choose how you want to use them you can have the sub like go around like just make sure they have a whole punch like in your Mm -hmm. tub or by your binder or whatever and then they can choose how often they want to punch or you can kind of set criteria however you want to use them and then you can decide on what students get if they fill out a card and they're in our free starter kit too so we have all this available for free for people to check it out so
0: yes Yes. Okay. That is awesome. I, I just knew you'd have an answer for that. And I know that everybody is now like, hey, I haven't made my emergency sub plans. I'm going to go to see Kelsey. But like, what are some things that as a sub, we think, okay, what can I do to make this sub come back? Like, I'm going to need this person like on speed dial. And so so what are some things made you love to come back to a classroom? Yes, this is such a good question because I feel like with the sub shortage that
1: people are talking about, it's kind of like, imagine you're competing for a job or something. It's kind of like you're competing for that sub to want to come to you over somebody else, right? When it's supply and demand, you want to be the one where it's like, oh, I'll go with that one. So a lot of it is about building that relationship. And there are things you can do to do that and to just make their experience go so much smoother. When I was a sub, there were times where I would come in. There was one time I came in and I could not find the sub plans anywhere. I thought there was nothing. Even actually, it was like the first 15 minutes of the day. It was like, okay, I, I have nothing. We're, we're going for this. And then I eventually found them. But they were in a very inconspicuous spot, kind of covered by other things. So I think just mm-hmm. making sure that they know where the plans are So having the sub plans and the binder, having the activities that they can do all ready to go. If they're engaging, the sub is going to have more fun throughout the day Mm -hmm. too. So if you have the binder, all the information they need to keep things smooth, but also just make it a fun experience for them. And then I feel like another thing that goes a long way is leaving a thank you note. Yes. Because I feel like they're so underappreciated for how much we need them, especially Mm -hmm. right now. Yes. And leaving a page for them to leave feedback on how it went. So you can even say like, hey, I want to know how it went so I can make sure if anything happened the next time, like, you know, let them know, hoping next time, <laughs> <Moment>. <laughs> um, letting them know how the day went. And even maybe even being like, hey, put down your number or whatever, like, um, try to build that like relationship and like personal connection, So they don't just have to go through like whatever sub finder system is being used, but like they can text you. Yeah. People would text me and then, you know, we'd have to get it in the system. But like, if you're on texting basis, you're like, you're golden. You're You're golden. (laughs) Yes. Great Um, idea. And then a big thing is just um, class behavior, which honestly, we can't completely control how they behave while we're gone, right? Yeah. We can do our best to prepare them for it. And I have a few good tips for that. So one is to have a routine in place ahead of time where they know the rules and expectations and what things might be a little bit different when there is a sub. So kind of talk about it ahead of time. So it's not a surprise. Like, hey, there are going to be times that Mrs. Sorensen or whatever your name, you know, yeah, your name is, is not going to be here. And if I know ahead of time, I'll tell you and warn you and we'll talk about it. But there may be times that it happens and you have no notice at all. And when that right. happens, this is the expectations. This is what you're going to do. And I will come back and I will have this note from the sub. And this is what will happen if things went well. This is what will happen if things don't. So it's not just like, so they know everything, like all cards are on the table. That's one thing. Um, and like, like I mentioned, if it's planned, do have that conversation again and continue to have that conversation throughout the year. Yeah. Another thing is that you can teach students empathy for the substitute teacher as you're having this conversation. So kind of have them ask them the question, like, if you were to walk into a classroom, you don't know any of the students, and you need to go to the front and keep them engaged all day long and teach them, you don't even know their names, you don't really know all their procedures and everything, how would you feel? and kind of talk about that. How would you want the students to act for you? So you're kind of letting them walk in the sub's shoes and yeah. have that mindset. I feel like that's kind of a good teaching moment there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love I love the idea of putting the kids in the sub's shoes. Like I've never thought of that before. So that's a really, I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm definitely going to use that. I can't remember where I first heard that one, but I do have one more. Yeah, but keep commenting yeah. on this one. <laughs> No, but it's it's just a really good idea because I teach middle school. So middle schoolers, they're learning empathy. <laughs> it's like they lost it for a second and <laughs> they're having to pick it back up. And honestly, like having them think about it from a sub's perspective and being like, you know, if the sub, if you were a sub, like, or even role playing it, like those are some really good ideas on how to kind of bring it back so they're not going after fresh meat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then
1: the last one is to just have a behavior management strategy in place. So one I talked about already is the punch cards, And so we have those available for free at subplanner, subplanningstarterkit.com. But another one idea that is easy to just implement yourself, we also have printables if you want them, is a word of the day activity. So that is like a whole class one The punch cards are individual, So I like having a combination of both because the whole class, it kind of like um, they motivate each other. They kind of, you know, a little bit of pressure on the students who like, you know, other students might be like, Hey, don't do that. Because then it punishes all of us or not, but you know, we want to work together towards this goal. But then there's the individual ones too, because, you know, there are times where certain students kind of ruin it for everyone. So then like you can, reward the individual students too with the punch cards so with the word of the day all you need to do is the sub or you come up with a word that's probably at least like eight letters and then throughout the day the class earns a letter on the board and then throughout the day if they're able to spell the whole word and they don't even tell the students the word so that's kind of part of the fun is they get to see what the word is and guess as the day goes along what this word is that they're earning And then if they earn the whole word, then there's some sort of class incentive that you get to choose as the teacher. So I
0: love that. I love that. I like that it's positive too. Like it's that positive reinforcement because you always hear things like, you know, take a letter away or things Mm -hmm. like that. And I love that that's positive. That's a really
1: yeah, it's just like they earn it, but we don't like take it away.
0: Like it's yeah. not like a
1: um, clip chart where like they move down or they have to pull a card or anything. It's just like, okay, when
0: you do well, you earn this and your are right.
1: is earning the whole thing.
0: Right. And I feel like just talking with you today, like just talking about like what strategies we could use to kind of make this a better situation and just kind of talking about that mindset piece in the beginning, all of that is really kind of leading teachers to be like, it's about that time, right? It's about that time for a mental health day. It's about that time to make that appointment. And I really think that they just, like teachers just need that reminder that it's okay to take your sick days, that it's actually beneficial for all of us as teachers to do that. And you gave some really really, really good tips about supporting them and actually taking those days, simplifying that process. So do you have any other resources that would help teachers? I know I'm going to share all of these links so that they can go and grab them ASAP. Um, But do you have any other resources that would help teachers too? Yes, I sure do. And I hope that you all will
1: come and use them because you should not feel guilty taking those days off. You earn them and Honestly, like you mentioned, it benefits everyone when you do it. Like if you're coming in sick, you're just making it more works. people sick. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. you know, if anything we learned from COVID is that nobody wants your germs. Right. So <laughs> let's take those sick days. So if you want some extra help getting those done, um, we have our free sub planning starter kit that you can check out. Um, you can link to that in the show notes, but I, it, we also made just a domain. So it's really easy. So if you go to subplanningstarterkit.com, it'll take you there. If you like what you see there, we have more, but you'll have all the information when you sign up for the freebie. Um, and then I have quite a few episodes about this on the podcast and the mindset piece. We have a full episode just about that. And then I have episodes about the planning part, about behavior part and everything. So you can find that over at Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. I would love
0: for you to come and listen to it and add it to your list of shows. Yes, absolutely. And so can you share a little bit about where they can find you like on social media? You're on social media. Yes. So tell yeah. them a little bit about where you are there. Yeah, so we are on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um,
1: just Wife Teacher Mommy for all of those. Easy to find. And then our Facebook group is Wife Teacher Mommies Unite. Also, you don't have to be... all three of those words to be in the group.
0: It's just a play on our brand. Sometimes people are like, well, I'm not married or, well, I don't have children. Totally fine. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast, Wife Teacher Mommy, all things social media. I'm going to link everything in the show notes that we can go grab your sub plans. Get it done so that you can take your days as you need to. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the show, Kelsey. I had a blast talking with you. And I just know that this is going to help all those teachers that have that mindset. Thank
1: you so much for having me and helping me share this message. Because as I mentioned at the beginning, my selfish desire is that every teacher (laughs) will will believe that they can take their sick days. So that is my desire for you who's listening to this
0: right now. (laughs) Awesome.